bike on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so. Who's baby there ain't no mountain high enough. It's so funny. Welcome back to another episode of Butterless Popcorn. Adam, today we're talking about a movie that you and I have loved for such a long time. It, it came out when we were in fifth grade or maybe sixth grade, one of the two. I think starting sixth grade. Uh, we've laughed about this movie for so many years, uh, and it's one of the uh, the favorite, one of our favorite comedies ever. Well, I'll speak for me. One of my favorite comedies of my lifetime, The Forty Year Old Virgin. Kick us off here. One of my favorite comedies as well. So 2005 film, incredibly successful and probably started a new era of comedy, really. So directed, um, written, produced. He's got his fingerprints all over it, but it's Judd Apatow, Steve Carell. It's really their show. Um, unbelievable job. The cast, hilarious. A lot of these people are new. And we'll get into the the legacy portion of it, but... You know, this is not the first time we see a lot of these cast members, and we continue to see them in comedy forever. But, you know, about a 40-year-old man who is a virgin. I mean, it's it's exactly how the title is. I mean, we... we spectacular. We, spectacular title. It, we've got, a, we've got a, uh, one question coming up later in the pod, but it gives this movie a new title. And I was almost reluctant to do it because I'm like, this is... This is perfect. I, per- I have no it's, response. It's yeah, so <laughs> it's it's perfect. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's exactly what it's about, and it, it walks through Steve Carell um, playing Andy, the the main character, or walks through his attempt or lack of attempts to get laid and finally pop that cherry and get that monkey off his back, if you will. So it's just a fun one to walk through, and just an unbelievable job from start to finish. So on the surface. It seems like, oh, it's just a movie about this guy getting laid. But, you know, as you watch it more, and, and obviously, like, the older I've gotten and the more I've watched this movie, the more I've understood this, it's not as much about getting laid as it is about this guy is, is growing up. You know, he mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just as much about him making friends and becoming confident with himself as it is with him popping his cherry. Yeah. So, you know, and that stuff is, is really, is really great in this movie. And like his chemistry with all the guys at the, at, at tech smart, smart tech, is it tech smart or smart, smart tech, smart tech, who he works with. And you know, it, and, and, and his decision to sell his toys. And it's like, he, he's making these adult decisions as the movie goes on. So I, I, I just think it's super clever job by Apatow and Steve Carell to kind of make this, it's almost like it's a, it's a coming of age teen comedy, except it's with adults. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's also, I mean, it's also kind of a love story too, you know, it totally is. Yeah. hundred percent. Like at the, at the the final scene, we'll get into that in a bit later, but like in the final scene, you know, it's, it's, it's true passion and love in there. Um, I'm not talking about the age of Aquarius and the the sunshine (laughs) song. I'm talking about the bedroom scene before it, but you know. Yeah, absolutely. So really cool that, and I didn't realize this, I had no idea about this until we did the research. So the 40-year-old virgin was actually based off of a sketch that Steve Carell had while he was working at Second City in Chicago, where it was a a 40-year-old man who was hiding a, a major secret, which is fantastic. Uh, and then he and, and Judd Apatow write the script together, um, which turns out to be this awesome hit. 
And for Judd Apatow, um, you know, this is the first this is the first movie he ever directed. I mean, he had Freaks and Geeks, which is how we got all involved with Seth Rogen before that uh, early on. But before this, the only other feature film he had he had worked on. Uh, heavyweights, which he actually wrote, which you know I'm a I'm a huge heavyweights fan, yeah, which are. might make an appear- <laughs> might make an appearance on this pod one day. Um, but you know this movie, this is kind of his baby, like his from the beginning. He has, as you said, he has his fingertips all over it, his hands all over it, not even his fingertips, and um, it just became such a success and kind of. And I'll save some of this for legacy, but it really started an era. In the in those early two thousands, you know, we always talk about on this pod how much you and I love mm-hmm. those like kind of raunchier R rated comedies of like the early two thousands that unfortunately aged terribly in twenty twenty one. But this this kind of started that a little bit, and and I think you know Judd Apatow had such a major influence on all those movies, even if he wasn't a part of those movies specifically. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think too at the time, you know, we we talk about right now Judd Apatow as being, you know, one of the like founders of modern day comedy. But at the time, you know, like you said, this is his first thing, and so he didn't quite have the pull that he did that he does now. But he didn't have the pull with like the you know the production and all the other team. And so, um, you know, Universal Studios that, that put on the film, I think they clashed a little bit in some of the some of the asks that Apatow had. So for one. Um, you know, they, they had Universal had said that the lighting was too dim. You, you know, it, it seemed pretty creepy. Uh, they actually thought Andy was a little serial killer-esque, which is Love funny. that. That's so funny. Um, and also, I, one of the guys that I think is hilarious, Jason Siegel, just Ugh. not allowed to be in the film. What is that? I was going to I was going to I was going to maybe bring this up when we talked about like, uh, you know, would this character be, or who would you like replace or something like that? OK, so and he wasn't my choice, but like, you know, we're talking about it now. Jason Siegel's amazing. He's hilarious. He's so he's so fucking funny. And he was in I believe he was in Freaks and Geeks as well. Mm-hmm. So obviously he and Apatow had that chemistry and he had chemistry with Seth Rogen already. Universal, what the fuck? No, that was a this mess. Movie is, this movie is probably awesome with Jason Segel oh, in it. Oh, so good. Like, but I, I, it's funny, though, because Apatow was like, hey, dude, like, sorry, you should just write your own stuff, so that way you can be in it. Yeah. And then he ended up writing you know, and having a heavy role in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I think is an unbelievable film, too. It's really it's funny. so really funny. funny. So really funny. I'm glad he got his. Yeah, um, that, that sucked. But, yeah, Universal definitely... You know, Judd Apatow didn't have as long of a leash as he probably would now. Now he could probably do whatever the hell he wants because he's mm-hmm. Judd Apatow. But yeah, there were definitely some restrictions there. Uh, with regard to the casting, you know, this cast is so hilarious. And uh, this kind of set the stage of, you know, these people like Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Steve Carell, not as much. But, uh, you know, a lot of these guys who work together, who will work together in the future after this movie, who appear in movies together all the time because their chemistry is just dynamite and their comedy and their humor is is along the same wavelength. Um, and this was kind of the, the introduction of that, which, which is great. And so when it came to the casting and having these guys, um, Judd Apatow started casting super early on. Without having any conceptions about 
the friends or the or the workers in the store about who these people were because he wanted to tailor the script to the strength of those actors. So you can see it like Paul Rudd as David. He's the sensitive one. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's Paul Rudd. And then Rogan as Cal. Of course, he's the stoner because that's who <laughs> Seth Rogen is. So I think the way Apatow was able to, to again, tailor the each character to who was playing them was brilliant. Yeah. And then I, I think to go a step beyond that, even like the little extras in here, you know, people that are characters that are in like one scene or whatever. I mean, here, Oh, here, they're so funny. Here, here are some of the names. I mean, Elizabeth Banks who's in a couple scenes. I, th- I think she's, she's amazing. Hilarious. She's dynamite. <laughs> We're going to have the Elizabeth Banks conversation in a bit. She's dynamite. in this um, movie. So funny. Uh, Leslie Mann, who's, mm-hmm. She's hilarious. Who's also, uh, by the way, Judd Apatow's wife. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know that. So, Jane Lynch. Um, I, I mean, you know, I love Jane Lynch. I, I think she's hilarious she's, and, and it's so incredible. good. Um, but then you've got like Jonah Hill. You've got Kevin Hart, um, Mindy Kaling. You know, it's, yeah. it's just David Koechner. <laughs> David Koechner. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for best scene slash best quote. But uh, there's a moment. There's a moment in the in in the health clinic scene that I just roll on the floor every time when I hear it. We'll so, say that. But so David good. Kinder, yes. But yeah. But it's loaded. It's loaded. It's loaded. The absolutely loaded. Like Jonah Hill. I know you just said it, but Jonah Hill is in this movie for like 150 seconds, maybe not even. Uh-huh. And he's hysterical. It's so funny. He's hysterical <laughs> with the shoes. Apparently, it's- he actually. So he's in the scene. I didn't notice this, but the the Age of Aquarius at the end. Oh, I think yeah, everybody's. He, in yeah, it, he's right? dancing yeah. in the background. It's so funny, but but uh, he actually had to go to the hospital. Um, what at, after that scene? I forgot. It was like a like a heat stroke or something. I forget what happened oh, exactly, but they like had to pause production at some point because they had to rush into the hospital. Um, you know, he wasn't as in shape, I guess, then than than he is now. But really, random random fact about Jonah Hill, but he's still funny. Yikes! That is super random. Um. Well, good thing he turned out to be all right. Um, But yeah, I mean, Dynamite supporting cast in this too. And speaking of Jane Lynch, I love Jane Lynch so much. And as Paula, she is just through the roof amazing. And actually the role of Paula though was supposed to be, I don't know if Paul or someone, but it was supposed to be a man as the boss. And then Steve Carell's wife, who actually plays the the leader at the health clinic, (laughs) suggested Jane Lynch. And boom. Genius. So thank you, thank you, Steve Carell's wife. I don't remember your name, unfortunately. It's Nancy, but, uh, Nancy Carell. Na- Nancy Carell. Thank you, Nancy, because yeah. that was this. Uh, this movie is not as good if Jane Lynch is not Paula. No, no. She's just and Nancy yeah. Carell too is actually hilarious in that scene. She's too. funny. She's really good. <laughs> is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? Is that a serious question? Yeah, she's yeah. really good. Yeah, <laughs> she's really good. Uh, so. Yeah, lots of good info about the casting. We have tons more to talk on that cast, but uh, I have nothing else to add if you want to dive in, Adam. No, let's do it. Okay, Adam, 40-year-old virgin, favorite scene. There are so many good ones here. Give me your nominees and your winner. It's kind of tough. You know, the, when you hear favorite scene, it implies that there should be one or maybe a couple, but I'm just looking at my list now, and I got like eight or nine, so. Here, I had such a hard time, Here, here we go. So tough. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first scenes, and it's not even like a full scene, but it's just a dialogue between Seth Rogen and Steve Carell, and um, Kel is sharing his, his his weekend trip to Tijuana <laughs> about the woman <laughs> fucking the horse, <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, it's uh, I actually felt bad for the horse, <laughs> like, 
And then he's like, what about you? How was your weekend? And Steve Carell, or sorry, Andy was like talking about his egg salad that he made that he didn't even eat. Like, it was hilarious. I got, I, I, you know, so I went to the store and I, I bought probably like three dozen eggs. <laughs> and then I went home and made the mayonnaise with, with the paprika. And uh, it took me, it took me about you know, three, three and a half hours to really make it all. And then I just realized I just didn't want it. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. I was like, as you said, that's not really a scene. That's like a moment within a scene. And there are so many, quote unquote, moments like that in this movie that was hard to like categorize as a scene itself. But yeah, those small tidbits are just like, oh, my God, that part is incredible. So- <laughs> the fucking of fucking of the horse in Tijuana. So funny. Amazing. Um, the next one I have this is a true scene, but the poker scene. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, the bag of sand, the fake sex story, it's just, it's kind of that, that's where, that's where the, the thick of the movie really, really comes in and, and you know what this movie is about like right away. Yeah. And it's, um, there are so many good quotes in that scene. I'll save that for next category. And there's just like, you see the dynamic of all of, all of the friends at once together. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, I think that that scene is like perfectly crafted. I think it's incredible. I'm with you. It's, it's actually my favorite, but I'm, I'm going to, it is mine. It is mine too, but we'll yeah, keep we'll rolling. Keep rolling. So, um, I love when Andy pulls the number from Trish. I think that's just, um, it's not even that, that really funny, good. but it's just like really, it's the first time you actually feel some kind of like emotion in the film. So yeah. I really like it. The waxing scene, yeah, um, that's, which is, that's probably the most famous scene in this movie. I think, I think so too. And that and that was real. He was actually getting waxed <laughs> in, in that. Um, and Steve Carell realized he's like, this actually hurts. <laughs> this sucks. But yeah, well, I mean the blood, I think the blood was real <laughs> when it shows like the specks of blood on his chest. Yeah. And then afterwards you see it seep it through his shirt, which is so funny. I think that, yeah, that was real. It was real. And also the and improvised. The, Improvised, so like the the reactions of 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 his friends around him and like they're cracking up. Uh-huh. Uh, those were improvised too. It's hysterical. <laughs> so good. Um, Andy asking Beth the questions in the library. Oh my god, has me on my Amazing. ass every time. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. It's, yeah, that scene is. Um, I think that's my number two scene. Okay. Uh, just speak like I love that scene so much, uh, and, and the dynamic with Steve Carell and Seth Rogen, and then we meet Elizabeth Banks in that scene, and it's like I, I, he's just like picture David, David Caruso <laughs> in Jade, and it's like I love that he uses that one pop culture reference, and Andy's like, oh, I got yeah, this. it's like <laughs> I got this, and then it's just like, what do you like? And yeah. she's just buying it like she immediately. Um, uh, yeah, no, that scene is incredible. <laughs> I really, I really, really love that scene. Don't tell me, Andy. <laughs> I just, I love <laughs> Unless you want to be told on. <laughs> oh my God. So good. Um, moving on. I'm sorry I'm taking up the whole movie here, but. No, um, do it, do it. The please. masturbation scene. Um, <laughs> you, you and I have joked about this in the past with one of our friends about turning the pictures around. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, if you're ever doing something you feel guilty about, you turn like your family or oh your significant other, the pictures around, and he does that with everything, even the action figures. It's so funny. And then he ends up just watching Everybody Loves Raymond. 
it's it's incredible and he, he tries to watch the porn and he just like can't get into it you <laughs> the know he star just can't wars do the it. star nuts yeah <laughs> the star nuts and then he has the a weird dream of one of the porn stars talking to him and then the everybody loves raymond is like the perfect cap to that scene. It's so good. It's of course because of course he ends up watching Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, it's great. Uh, yeah, the Data Palooza. Love that scene. Yeah, that is great. Um, Gina. There's a lot of quotes from there. Yep, that is that is definitely <laughs> one of them. Um, I have Jonah Hill buying the shoes. That's more of a moment, but I thought that was yeah you know, the ninety seconds of funny. Jonah Hill. I I do like that scene also. I mean, that's when Andy asks out Trish. Yeah. And I just think it's so funny because, like, you know, he he wants to prove a point to the guys. He goes over to the store. He immediately walks in, and then he's like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, I'm doing good. Hey, do you want to go outside? Yeah. It's just like he just jumps right to the point. Yeah. And it's, it's just a great – I, I like that moment. And, and then Jonah Hill's like, hey, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take these shoes home and yeah. wear them. Yeah, that's so funny. Um when Andy tries to put the condom on. Oh man. The whole uh, like montage if you will of him <laughs> doing That is things. a that is a great montage. There are a couple good montages in this movie that I think about it and that's one of them uh-huh. for sure. Paula, this is real quick, but Paula offering to be a fuck buddy to Andy. I mean that whole <laughs> monologue that she has. Fuck buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um and then lastly the health clinic. I I love it's, the family health inc- clinic scene. Incredible. That scene is so so funny that and that's right up there with for me with the poker scene mm-hmm. and and um and Andy and Cal in the bookstore. You have the dynamic of not just um Andy and Trisha's daughter. I forget her name. Uh, uh, what is her fucking name? What is her name? I don't remember. What the fuck is her name? Um, I'll have it in a sec here. I want to. What is her name? No, Julia is Marla. Marla, Marla, that's right. Marla, 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 Marla. Cat Dennings, that's right. Cat Dennings. Um, Yeah, it's that you have them, but then you also have you know the Jewish dad and his son, and then you have David Koechner and his son, (laughs) and it's just like there are so many hilarious elements in that scene that that bring it together. Um, So I I love that scene too. Yes, that that was my last one, but yeah, again, the winner, the poker scene for me. So I think the I think there were a couple that. Yeah, there were, there were three others. So I had all those, and then there's three others in there that I that you didn't have. I love when Andy and David go get coffee um, after, like, you know, Andy goes to the office, and everyone knows that he's a virgin, and he runs away, and then they get coffee together, and David's just like, so, so what happened? Like, why is this a thing? And they're sitting, talking, and they're conversing, and first of all, I think it's incredible because David is tell, is just, like, venting about how Amy cheated on him and that whole bit is I fucking love that bit. It's so funny. I forgot about that bitch. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. And then, uh, so you have that, but then also like Andy puts it together at the end. He's like, you know, this is like the first time we've actually spoke to each other for more than 30 seconds. It's kind of (laughs) nice. And it's like, that's the beginning of also him becoming friends with these people too, which, which I think is a, it's a great scene. So that kind of kicks that off. Um, then I also had uh, so this is there's two things happening in this scene. So there's the uh, the scene when Andy is in the bathroom calling Trish to set up the date, and while he's doing that, uh, 
David and Cal are playing video games, and that's like the famous I Know You're Gay scene yep. too, which that was also improvised with the two of them, which is great chemistry. Um, I just like that too, just both of those things happening. Yeah, that, that's then, just like a couple guys hanging out type of thing. You know, yeah. that's why I think it was so, it's it's relatable, but it's funny. I mean, it's so good. And I also didn't realize this till last night. So in that scene, Paul Rudd is wearing a shirt, and on his shirt is a picture of Paul Rudd. Oh, I never noticed that. It's a st- It's just like his face. I never noticed that till last night. That's really amazing. Funny. No, that's idea. hilarious. Yeah, it's. Hilarious. I don't know if we brought this up earlier, but they the one of the casting issues was that they thought Paul Rudd was too fat. Yeah. <laughs> what? I can't like I can't even imagine that. Everything I've ever seen him in, he's just like such a slim guy. I know. I think Judd Apatow was just like, "Hey, why don't you bulk up a bit?" And then he got fat, and then Universal was like, "Dude." Tone it down. So for 48 hours, he just didn't eat, and he, he started oh losing some weight. That is awful. I know. The pressures of Hollywood. Jesus. Um, And then, was that it? Yeah. That So that was, oh, oh, and I forget, can't believe I left this one out. So the, their first night out, out their, yeah, their first night out at the club, uh, I just think it's great. When everything from Andy and, and Jay talking about using your peripherals to check out women, <laughs> and then they go and they sit with the bachelorette party all the way through... Uh, Leslie yeah. Mann drunk driving and yeah. that scene it, I really like that scene too because so it was Leslie Mann's idea to actually throw up on Steve Carell's face during that scene so I guess originally they were supposed to just get pulled over by the police and then it would turn and it would turn out that like she was concealing like a gun under her seat or something like that Okay, but then Leslie Mann insisted that vomiting would be a lot funnier so she, this is disgusting so she gulped down a mix of strawberry yogurt and fermented milk. Oh, oh man! And then she is so that created the throw up. Is it? But, do you have shellfish? <laughs> what was yeah, that? shellfish. And there's also a really actually. Never mind. I'll save this for for best camera. But uh, yeah, I like that scene too. But as you said, the poker scene is just. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's yeah. It's it's perfect. It's the it's the perfect scene in this movie. It's where you really learn about what the plot is going to be and you meet all the characters like intensely and uh it's fantastic poker <laughs> yeah, all the way i love it um all right so switching gears we're going to take one of the scenes that it could be one of the ones that we already mentioned but uh make it into a musical so so a couple of things here one i mean it's hilarious because this is the first time this ever happened to us the movie actually did this <laughs> yeah. at the end so like if 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 the Aquarius scene at the end like didn't exist, I would be like, oh, that's actually a, a decent idea. Like have them have sex and then they all like sing because they're like happy he had right. sex. That literally happened. <laughs> uh, I think I, we we might have mentioned this on another episode too. I think I had brought this up as one of my pitches as like it would be like an Age of Aquarius type of thing. It was one of the earlier. Yeah, episodes, I think you did. Yeah. You did. I think you did. So that's hilarious. But uh, so my pick is, and I actually just talked about this. Uh, so it's. Uh, that first night out in the club and specifically the moment when Jay is giving Andy the pep talk on how to pick up women. Nice. Um, so basically he goes, uh, now Andy, listen up right now. The way to get your dick wet isn't very hard. It's actually quite simple. If you play good cards and they're dancing around, dancing around like the dance floor, you know, scoping out different women, nice and sober. No, They'll think you're a cheetah. The ones you want to go for, they've had too much tequila. <laughs> so he's just like, Jay's just pointing out, you know, 
you want to go for the quote unquote drunk bitches, as he keeps saying to him. Mm-hmm. You want the ones who stumble, even hit the floor. They won't tell the difference between you and a wooden board. So go now, Andy. Walk on over. The drunk chick in the back is looking right at you, you see. So take her home and give her your D. <laughs> and then that's it. And then Andy goes and tries to work his magic. But nothing like a little inspirational speech for uh, for Andy and Sing Song. I think he'd probably react better to that one, to be honest. Probably. <laughs> I, I, that's like a really funny moment, though. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I mean, every interaction... Between between Roman and Malco, Jay and 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 Andy is just like is dynamite. Yeah, it's, it's so, so uncomfortable. And it, the two it really opposite is. People, it's so good. I know it's amazing. So that was mine. So nice. What do you have? Mine's. I took mine from the Data Palooza scene. Nice. And nice. so the way I imagine it is, Andy would just be sitting on a sitting down in like a just a basic chair, you know, alone on stage, and you'd have girls entering like both sides of the stage just like one at a time sitting down at the at the in the chair and like doing some kind of sing-along or whatever um and so the first one that sits down is like how are you i'm fine are you fine yes i'm fine so you're fine then and then like you hear (laughs) and then like she swaps out another girl comes in it's like hey you you're a pretty boy and you could be my toy You'd be a mighty fine pick as I get back on that pogo stick. <laughs> and then it's like it goes through a few of those. And then Andy just kind of says like enough and stands up. And he's like, why God? Why me? It's been 40 years with no luck. Why can't I just find one girl I can fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then it just curtains close with a sound at the end. I like that. High high act high action. People are constantly moving in it. Yeah, a lot, I like lot that. going it's on. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, I've been waiting for this category since the moment we pressed play on our record. Um, best quote, forty old virgin. There are so freaking many. So just run through your list here. Give me the rundown. Yeah, I'm gonna try not to pause at all. Movie. I'm just gonna try to rip through. So just do it. Just do it. <laughs> hey, so Survivor tomorrow night. We on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I love titties. <laughs> when you grab a breast and you feel it and it feels like a, a bag of sand. Have you ever felt a, a breast before? <laughs> I touched a guy's balls at Hebrew school once. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Andy. Don't ever be named Dan. <laughs> Let's get some fucking French toast. <laughs> Fugging fridge dust. When is the next Olympics? <laughs> My uncle used to drive a hoe runner. <laughs> uh, you said this one, but be David Caruso in Jade. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello, Trish. What's going on? Ha 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 ha. That's a good joke. This is a good conversation. What he's talking to himself. Yeah. Um, you know how I know you're gay. You like Coldplay. Yes. Yeah, I bet that was cool. I, I ride a bike, uh, bike, b- bicycle. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been with a man. 
spent a lot of time with the uh, ladies looking to get back on that pogo stick. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> Dude, teach me. Because <laughs> uh, I watched this movie called Liar Liar, and the message was don't lie. And that was a smart movie. <laughs> that is a fantastic idea. <laughs> Great close-up. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm very discreet, but I will haunt your dreams. <laughs> uh, shut up, Seth. We went to Temple. <laughs> Hope you got a big trunk, because I'm putting my bike in it. And then uh, the last one, that's a Mentos. They're, they're the fresh maker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Spectacular. God, I, I don't know what my favorite one is, but I think it's... Yeah, um, it was... I, 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 no, I think it's when you grab a breast and it, you feel it and it's, it, it's like a bag of sand. I think that's my favorite. That's so good. It was impossible to pick a favorite quote. Like the one I ended up choosing was just like a... I feel like I had to pick a favorite one. I don't know. It was just like so hard. So thankfully, I have a ton that you did not read. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. If I have to yamo be there one more time, (laughs) I'm going to yamo burn this place to the ground. If I have to hear yamo be there. I had to decide. Do I finish or stop the dog? (laughs) I finished. And then I stole the dog. She got got the bumpy Braley nipples, the Stevie Wonders. (laughs) Uh, let's see dude it's not a big deal you like to fuck guys I'm cool I got friends who fuck guys in jail in jail <laughs> horrible um, I respect women so much I completely stay away from them yeah <laughs> I went out with this girl for four months and it was the greatest greatest thing in my life until she went uh, went down on the sky in an escalator I think <laughs> And then right after, I got to give her the space. She wants to be some immature little bitch and blow everybody. That's that's love, man. That's love. That's love. <laughs> no one is hornier than a girl who's about to watch her friend get married to a guy. You want to have sex with hood rats so that by the time you get a girl that you do like, you won't be terrible at sex. You'll be mediocre at it. Probably, Probably still pretty bad, though. <laughs> Dude, I've jacked it twice since I've been here. <laughs> made no sense. <laughs> there, there's something wrong with her underpants. Yeah, they're not in my mouth. Yeah, they're not in my mouth. I love that they're they're helping a woman out right now. And then they they pause to just stare at this chick's ass. And then um I think like shortly after that, Cal's just like, look, it's like when I grow pot, <laughs> he's just talking yeah. about it in front of this lady. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, they're not in my mouth. Um, no, no, that's the key. You wait for it to grow into a plant and then you fuck the plant. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a great body. Would you fuck him? In a New York minute. <laughs> um. Have you ever heard of the term fuck buddy? No, what's that? Well, it's a special friend who you fuck. <laughs> Her emphasis on the word fuck. 
fuck. It's, it's, it's amazing. So good. It's amazing. Uh, get the fuck out of the road, virgin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this, all right, this next one. I prefer vaginal intercourse. Nice. He really does. <laughs> he really does. That that's the scene. That's the scene with Keckner in the health clinic yeah. when I just roll on the floor. Yeah. It's just like he pets, he smirks, he pets his son on the back, and he goes, "He really does." <laughs> um, and then I won't go into the whole thing, but the 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 Guatemalan love song with when Javier, Javier. Made, made made passionate yet gentle love to me for the first time. So something actually amazing about that quote, Jane Lynch improvised that whole thing. So in the script, it was just supposed to be that like, she's talking to Andy about this and then she has to break out into some sort of song or no, no. I think she told Steve Carell, like I'm going to break out into some sort of song. So he had no idea what was coming. And I guess she took the Guatemalan love song out of her high school yearbook, which is absolutely hysterical it was it's something about so, like why are you in such a haste and they're going to a football game and it's so yeah. funny because at the end it's partido de football <laughs> exactly yeah um unreal but um i i really had such a hard hard time deciding here <laughs> i i ended up going with with the um with uh you want to get a girl you don't want to sleep with a girl who you do like mm-hmm because then you won't be terrible at sex. You'll be mediocre at it. Probably still pretty probably bad. Probably still bad, yeah. But I really I really couldn't decide. There are so many good ones. And like some of the smaller ones, like, dude, I've jacked it twice oh, since I've been here. The one-liners. Oh, my God. There's so many. <laughs> and then and then the, there's something wrong with her underpants. Yeah, they're not in my mouth. <laughs> it's like, what the... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. They're, Unbelievable. These, they're unreal. Unreal. Impossible so, to choose. No, I'm with you. They could I, all win. Yeah. Um, all right, so so flipping over to the camera work, give me your best shots in the film here. So actually, I had a few of them. I had I had five nominees here. Um, a couple of them <coughs> like a stretch, but I'm going to go for it. Sorry. You good? <coughs> I was, Water down the wrong pipe It went down the good? wrong pipe, and I started thinking of something hilarious, too. But All right. Sorry, it. go on. So, uh, uh, so my first one is um, in the poker scene when everyone – finds out that andy's a virgin and then the last shot of that scene it's a, it's just like a, a zooming close-up of andy's face and he's just looks so ashamed and embarrassed so uh you can really empathize with him in that moment so i really like that um and later that evening when andy goes to bed at home when he's laying in bed after poker night and then it's like he's like ah oh, they're not gonna remember it's fine mm-hmm. so he's laying there stealing at the staring at the ceiling and then like it goes from dark to light in the morning but it's one camera shot in the transition and he hasn't moved at all. So I think that one is really funny. Um, when, uh, Andy gets the box of porn from David and then David leaves. And so Andy puts the box down in in his living room and he leaves the living room, but the camera stays where it is. It stays fixed. Oh yeah. And then you see Andy like kind of pop his head back in and look at the porn. Yep. Uh, that, and that's actually my winner. Uh, I, I love that one. But and then also I don't know how well this one actually qualifies for this category, but it's like a tiny little moment that I that I think is hysterical and I didn't really know where else to put it. Um, in the club scene when Andy is leaving with uh, I forget her I forget Leslie Mann's character's name um, when he's leaving with her yeah 
They're walking out of the club and Jay is standing at the door with two other women and he like <laughs> subtly gives Andy like a high five as they walk out. Yeah. I just said it's like a really quick, like aggressive high five. It's just like a yeah, it's like one of those like subtle fist pump moments. Yeah. Um so I, I don't even know if that's a good camera one or just like a funny moment, but I had that too. But my winner is the is is Andy peeping his head back in to look to look at the porn. Nice. Those are good. I, I had the same um, two of the ones that you mentioned. The only other one I'll add is when Andy flies through the billboards. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's not like the best camera work, but it's just like a fun, fun thing to follow. But I, I actually really do enjoy the transition from nighttime to daytime when he's laying in bed. I think that's the best. It is really good. Um, Adam, Every raunchy or fun comedy has a little bit of gas to it. It's hard not to. Uh, so what farts did you find with the 40-year-old virgin? I have three. Nothing like crazy, but, you know, a couple things. So why is Data Palooza like in the middle of like a work day? Um, that is kind of weird. I guess it could yeah, be on the weekend because they work at Smart Tech, so it may not. But <clears throat> but still, it's like in the middle of the day. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of strange. Um yeah, a little bit. Yeah, really nice place. You, a lot of cute girls. You would, you, would th- <laughs> you would think that would be on like a like a you know like a Saturday afternoon or something. Yeah, or right? like a nighttime or something. You know. Um, yeah, but you know nothing big. Um, they waited until marriage to have sex. They didn't really need to. Um, you know, and it was kind of like a big moment to to consummate the thing, but. Uh, <laughs> But, consummate but for the God's thing. sakes, consummate. Yeah, but yeah, it was like you know they had that conversation, and I'm assuming the wedding wasn't right after, so there was still like quite a bit of time until they had sex together. So I was like, that's yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, there could be a couple things that play into that. Maybe Andy, you know, now being able to be as honest as possible to Trish, maybe was like, hey, I don't want to have sex till we get married, yeah. so it's more meaningful. Maybe something like that. That's fair. Um, I really don't know what else. Unless they got married like a week later, yeah. But yeah, it seemed like a well, you know. no, because he sold all of his toys in the time. Sold all the toys, mate. Yeah. yeah, he sold all of his toys. Is that a so. trivia question you have there? Because I have the same thing, and you started to say it, and I yeah, think I, okay, uh, <laughs> all right. So we both yeah. got it. Um, right. And then the yeah, yeah. What the else? last one what I have parts? is um, Paula was fourteen when she made love to Javier, the gardener. Oh wow! I didn't catch that. Yeah, she said she wow. was fourteen. I'm like, whoa. What? <laughs> that is, that's that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Javier needs to know better. Yeah. That is fucked. Few up. things that wow. don't age well in this film, and that is one of them. So that is, yeah, definitely. So that's wow. my winner. Yikes! Uh, that's a fantastic one. Yeah. Holy shit! Well, I can't beat that. I have a couple though. <clears throat> um, so obviously it's a movie. It's fake, but how the hell does Andy not suffer any sort of injury when he flies through the the truck at the end? Yeah. Like he just like. That sort of injury, he flies, he flips over. He's probably like 15 feet in the air or like 10, 12 feet in the air. Falls and lands probably on his neck or like his upper spine, upper upper back. And he just stands up and starts making out with his girlfriend. And at, at least show that he's like bloodied up or something. You yeah. know, like that is a potentially like deathly injury oh yeah deathly broken tailbone at the least like something something at least yeah something so that was one uh (laughs) there is no way that the david caruso and jade technique would actually work (laughs) in real life 
And the fact that obviously it's incredible that it works because that's what makes that scene. Um, but there is just like, I'll, I'll bet one, at least one person in the history of the world in this movie, after seeing this movie, tried that <laughs> to pick someone up. There is no way that would ever work. No. There's no way. Well, it was funny because at the Data Palooza, when he's just like, Yeah, she's, she's like, like, What the fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, another thing that doesn't age well, but he's just like, All right, yeah. so you're fine then. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. There's just no way that would work. Um, all right, my last one here, you may or may not disagree with me. This movie is a bit too long. Definitely. It's, it's like two hours and 14 minutes. That is. For just like a raunchy, fun comedy, it's too long. They need like it's it would be hard to decide which scenes to necessarily cut out. Probably some stuff either like towards the beginning when he's starting to meet friends, or like along the journey of when him and Trish are getting closer. Um, or even honestly, like I mean, the musical at the end is not essential to this movie. It's it's so bizarre and quirky and funny, but like the movie could definitely just end when Trish is like, "So how was that?" And they're laying in bed, and yeah. he, and Andy like breaks the fourth wall, and then it just cuts to black. Well, it, and it's it. I don't think they really get to like the heart of Andy plus Trish until it's like an hour and a For half. A while, in the film, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a while. Um, it's funny because I was watching it with Caitlin last night, and she's like, you know, it had been. You know, we we started at like ten or something, and it was like eleven fifteen, and and she goes, a lot happens at the end of this movie because we we both re- didn't realize like how long the movie was, and there was still so much yeah. that needed to happen, and we knew it. Um, so I'm I'm with you. I think you could cut out like it's, twenty thirty minutes. Yeah, this movie should be like an hour hour forty five. And that was it, that was yeah. a uh, a criticism too. I don't remember if it was Ebert or Roper. I think it was Roper. Was it really? I think it was Roper oh, actually nice. that said um it was it was just a long film. Like it was really good and I think he had similar views, but it was just yeah, it was just a bit too long. Yeah. A bit too long. So um I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. But um is that your last fart there? That was my last fart. So actually my fart of the movie you know what? I'm gonna go with that. That's my fart of the movie. It's it's too long. Yeah. It's it's like 30 minutes too long. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. That's a that's a fair yeah. fart. Um. All right. Well, let's uh let's get some spray, light a candle or something, take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll we'll hit our next segment. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn, talking 40 old virgin, and it's time to kick it off with our next segment. And Brett, who is your biggest asshole? It's kind of tough. I had a little, I had to do some thinking on this one. So I I have three nominees here. I had, uh, I had Jay, Jay's, Jay's a a dick. He has really bad intentions. Let's be honest. I mean, he cheats Um, on his girlfriend a ton. All the time. All the time. His advice for Andy is terrible. Absolutely terrible. But that's kind of a, that's, that's kind of, you know, one of the, one of the themes of the movie. It's like all three friends give Andy horrible (laughs) advice throughout the movie and then towards the end you start to realize like andy's the one giving you know they're the ones learning from andy right in the end really so but yeah horrible advice from jay he's a dick uh i had mooge uh mooge is hilarious but like he's a he's a that guy's a prick that guy's mean (laughs) he's just like not very nice to them at all what is what Uh, is he um doesn't he keep saying to like fuck a goat or something like that? <laughs> he keeps telling he keeps telling 
Jay, I think, to fuck a goat. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Jay. He keeps on Jay to fuck a goat. So Jay Mooge, and then <laughs> this is just for kicks, but this guy's kind of a prick. Uh, I had Seth. <laughs> the Jewish kid with the red curly hair. I tap hair. that. Like, <laughs> I tap that. So he's arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any extra large condoms? So upset that we went to Temple. Yeah, I love that. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Jay. Uh, you know, he's just like he has really he had bad intentions. I think like he he's a he's a fun person for like Andy to be friends with, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, he's kind of, he doesn't, he's not a great guy. So I'm going Jay. What about yeah, you? Yeah, so he's my winner too. I have one other nominee. Um, and you, you mentioned this quote, but it's the guy that goes, get the fuck out of the road, you virgin. <laughs> get the fuck out of the road, virgin. <laughs> that guy's an asshole. That guy's a dick. Uh, but no, Jay, I mean, yeah, he's just, he's a, he's a dick to Andy. He's a dick to really his girlfriend, obviously. I love this scene, by the yeah. way, when, um, she his girlfriend finds the dating card and she's oh like oh my god you really yeah, wrote talk about she's that. a hoe for show <laughs> she's a hurting for a squirt <laughs> yeah. he's like um you need to keep your hoe on a leash or something <laughs> <laughs> no and but but the way andy just like quickly realizes what's happening is perfect steve carell is so good in that scene yeah he is it's hilarious <laughs> it's so funny but no i i agree jay is jay's the winner there all right, happy we agree there. Um, so this next category, and again, we've already talked about how fantastic this title is, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. It's it's one of those movies where you see the title and you instantly know what the movie's about mm-hmm. immediately, you know? Uh, so the title is spectacular. However, if you had to think of a new title for The 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, what, would you, what would you think of? I only had one, and the title I came up with was Pedestal. Just oh, that, that bad. Yeah. So you know what your problem is? You're putting the pussy on the pedestal. That's the Put second the, time. That's I've the heard. second time I've heard that. <laughs> what does that mean? Put the pussy on the pedestal. Um, that is that's pretty good. That's, yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't even come close to Four Year Old Virgin. But no, yeah, no. it was hard to think of a title for this. So I, I put three down, and I think all three are quite bad. Okay. Um, so I have <laughs> uh, very creative Andy the Virgin. Okay. Horrible. Uh, how to lose your virginity probably go with that one i guess and then my third one is uh ditching abstinence okay i mean i like that i think i think that's the least lame of the, of the right andy andy the virgin is the lamest <laughs> one so lame. they're so bad they're so bad uh, yeah this is a t- it's a tough category especially when the when it's a really good title like you said but um yeah this is this actually so we only we implemented this category i think for the super bad podcast so mm-hmm. this is our third time doing this i've had a hard time with this one every time it's like really hard to think it's of the title, really obviously. hard but it's yeah. um it's high risk high reward though you're either really lame um like yourself there or you could come up with a monster title which we have yet to do you but. could I remember really liking for Superbad your college. Oh, that's one. right. That yeah, that good. was good that one, one was great. Yeah. That one was really good. So yeah. well, we're getting there. Um, getting there. All right, moving on. Uh, it's time for some of the casting stuff. So, which actor or actress would you like to see replace one of the stars or characters in this movie? Uh, so yeah, we. I mean, we already talked about earlier how Jason Siegel was denied entrance into this movie, <laughs> which just sucks. Yeah. I mean, because this movie would would be awesome with him. However. Uh, I have, and I, I, I love Elizabeth Banks in this movie. She is dynamite. However, uh, I think it would be very funny if we saw Sarah Silverman replacing Elizabeth Banks. 
Oh, uh, okay. So I don't remember. Do you remember Sarah Silverman's character in when she was in the league at all? She plays Andre's sister, who's like who sleeps with everybody. I don't. I'm blanking on her in the league. To be honest, she's so she's she's has kind of like a similar vibe of what a, in the league is what Elizabeth Banks does in Forty Year Old Virgin, where she's just like super kinky, yeah, into some crazy ass shit. And and Sarah Silverman in almost everything she's in, she's just you know she is she always plays a super confident character, yes. like not afraid to like bust your balls. Yes, uh, and I think I think that would add a lot of add a lot of depth to to that character. Yeah, to Beth. Um, no, I, the more I think about it, the more I, I am on board with it. She is very in your face type of comedy she's, too, yeah, um, which is perfect for that because it's a very aggressive character. So. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm I'm picturing her in like the bathtub, like uh, Alyssa, and, and 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 you can picture it. Like I can picture yeah. that. Like, oh come on, Andy. <laughs> like she'll have Just some more dialogue and, too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, make sure to make sure after this pod, YouTube her in like the league, and you'll know exactly. I know. I can't believe I'm blanking on it because I yeah, I love the league. I've seen every episode. That's so but, funny. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, no, I like it. So mine. I don't even think I have to say this, but I love Paul Rudd. Love him as as David in this. <sighs> Um, but I, I'm, I'm having Ed Helms replace him in this. Oh. So, you know, Ed Helms, he, he's, um, you know, in the office and in the, in the hangover, he's this like sensitive guy, you know, and he's kind of like the, the hopeless romantic, if you will. Sure. So I could just see him in this movie giving like really bad advice, like <laughs> similar to how, like how David, how Paul Rudd is as David, but you know, it's just like really sweet but like the the advice is gonna go nowhere um and i could see him like being celibate too and selling that pretty good so um the the chemistry between um between ed helms and seth rogan would probably be a little bit more difficult to manage but he'd have to pull it off that's not bad i actually though to kind of counter that, I feel like Ed Helms would make a better Andy than a better. I, David. I, I thought about that as well. I think um, yeah, yeah. I honestly, that was originally what I was gonna do, but I just love Steve Carell so much in this film that I was like, all yeah. right, let's choose David. But I, I agree, he could definitely play play Andy. Yeah, like he like yeah, because he could play that kind of a guy with good intentions where everything just kind of goes wrong, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the, you know that happens to Andy this whole movie. So, but no, that's a good pick. I like yeah. that. Pretty good. Um, so, Adam, uh, this this was a great addition for this next character. This next category that you had, you added a great person in here. Would the forty year old virgin be better or worse with Bill Hader in it? I love Bill Hader, man. I he's I really in, he's, do. He's incredible. Um, he's incredible. I I said better. I think you know you throw Bill Hader as a character with a very limited role. And he would work at Smart Tech, mm-hmm. and um, he's really good at being like the voice of reason, I think. But like, I I should rephrase. He's very good at trying to be the voice of reason, but just giving like terrible advice or terrible thoughts. So I'm thinking of him in in Superbad, which we just talked about, where like, you know, he tries to like give the lecture to McLovin and mentor Seth Rogen's character. Uh, or Officer Michaels, I think is his name, but he's just like, he's a complete idiot. He's a complete goofball. Um, and I'm also thinking of him and forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he plays oh my God. Jason he's so Siegel's good in that. friend, and he gives oh advice, God. and yeah. it's just like, 
That guy's like, you just can't listen to him. So I think he's hilarious. But yeah, I'd put him in in a limited role. I don't know if I'd have him like replace anything, but it would be better with him. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think it'd be better. One, because, you know, obviously we didn't, we wouldn't have known it at the time in 2005, but we know now Bill Hader's chemistry with guys like Seth Rogen and, and that whole Judd Apatow crew is impeccable. Mm-hmm. So I think he'd be better in it. I also had him as a guy who works at Smart Tech. Um, I'm not, you know, I was kind of thinking where he would fit in and this is kind of a bold take, but I think this could actually be really good. I I like, I think this, this movie could use a gay character and I think he would be really good as like, as like a gay coworker at smart tech. Um, just kind of add another element of like, you know, cause all, all the guys in it, it's like, Oh, we're chasing women. We're chasing women. I think it could use a character who's gay and like to kind of see it from their perspective too. Yeah. I, and I think it'd be really funny if he was like the gay coworker to, to provide some of that context. It's, it's really um, funny that you said that because I was thinking the same thing about adding a gay character. And I had thought originally of putting Dan Levy somewhere in here. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious. I love that guy. Dan Levy. Dan Levy is funny. Uh, but yeah, no. So it's, but I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that'd be a really good perspective as well. <laughs> and Bill Hader as, that'd be really good. That'd be really good. Yeah. I just think that'd be really, really great. Um, so, but either way, this movie is better with Bill Hader. We've decided. Yes. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's let's hit some trivia then. Um, I think we already kind of teased maybe one or two questions that we would have, but why don't you start us <laughs> off with our first one? All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see my list. I have a pretty big list. I feel like we've answered like at least half of them already. Um, okay. Here's a good one. <laughs> How much online poker does Andy play each night? Does he play like one to two hours per night or something like that? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> was, like, do you know how to play? Yeah, I know how to play. And then they're playing. How much poker do you play, man? Oh, about an hour or two. An hour. Yeah, it's so subtle. But I was like, wait, what? That's a lot of poker. Um, yeah. Who has been playing on the TV for like the last two years? <laughs> it's Smart Tech. It's Michael McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> So. Whose baby there ain't no mountain high enough? <laughs> it's so funny. It's amazing. It's like it's the little touches like that yeah. that just it's it's hysterical. And I love that Paul Rudd hates it so <laughs> he much. Hates it. And they, oh, when Paul Rudd's ta- he's trying to make a TV deal with the guy, and the guy's like, "I'm gonna turn it up all the way if you don't mind." Yeah. And then he's like, uh, "We throw in the DVD with the set," or he's like, "I'll throw in the DVD without the set." <laughs> And then he's drunk, and that guy who looks familiar—I can't pick—I can't think of who Woody's from or who he is. But he's just like, I really just want you to, you know, can you point me in the direction where there might be cell phones or, or whatever it is? Um, yeah. Oh, what's that guy's name? I forget. I his know. Name. I can't. He's in, th- a ton of, he's in a ton of shit. I can't think of his name, but it's so funny. Yeah. 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 Um, that is hysterical. Yeah. I love that. All right. Let's see. What else didn't we already answer? Oh, what celebrity does Beth think Andy looks like? Um. Oh, I don't know. Luke Wilson. Wait, what? <laughs> so the scene, the scene when Andy uh, is is Andy's yelling at all of the guys, in that <laughs> <little> <laughs> and then and then Beth is like, <laughs> it's incredible that scene. He's yelling at them about I don't even remember what he's yelling at them about. I think it might have been the speed dating thing. No, or it was the prostitute. Oh, the prostitute. Yeah, the prostitute. He's screaming at them. 
And you don't, and obviously, and then like Beth is talking to her friend. She's on the outside, and this was already Andy had like made the moves on her at the bookstore. And she's talking to her friend. She's like, "Look how hot he is," and then it shows him like being an authoritative figure and yelling at them. And she's like, "He looks just like Luke Wilson." Oh my god, I didn't pick up that she said he looks like Luke Wilson, but his yeah, the, like how demonstrative he is inside that uh, that. Yeah, right. it's so funny. It's, you just see him and he's like... <laughs> yeah, he's pointing and he's like... <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Um, it's hilarious. It's actually really funny because uh, a similar scene when he's... They kind of like lock him in there. It's earlier yeah. in the movie. Um, so there's a, there's a porno going on during that time. Right. And actually the porn star is Stormy Daniels. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, that's pretty funny. It's, it's, I was like, I saw that Stormy <clears throat> Daniels was in the film and I was like, what? Uh, and it's that scene, so... Quick cameo by Stormy Daniels. Yeah, really. No, it's funny. Um, oh, Luke Wilson. That's so good. <laughs> um, okay, so this one, I think the next two, actually, you've you've already answered. But how long did Dave and Amy date? Four months. Yeah, and then I'll just say my next one because it's you already said it, but why did they break up? <laughs> oh, because she blew some guy in an escalator. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. He thinks. He thinks, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is that all you have for you? No, more? I have more, but I'll let you. I'll okay, let you all right, I'll go. Um, how many GI Joes does Andy own? Uh, forty-seven. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah, because they got a thousand dollars. She's like, "Do you have any of those?" Like, yeah, I have uh, forty-seven <laughs> all in their original packaging. <laughs> it's a basic. <laughs> I have forty-seven. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> uh, that's that's great. What time does Andy go to sleep? He's got a schedule, and it's pretty subtle. It's on his fridge, but it says what time he goes to oh. sleep. Wow. 8 p.m.? <laughs> it would be, but no, it's 10. Um, oh, I have no That was a good well, one. He's going to go idea. home and probably play online poker for an hour or two. So, Or his video games. Come on, sucker! <laughs> that montage. That montage is oh, so Oh, that montage good. is great. And he's singing karaoke. Round the world. <laughs> I dare, I dare. And then he plays the trombone. Yeah. Or no, the tuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's the tuba. (laughs) Somebody's like walking around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, 10 p.m. That was a good one. Um, What else do I got? You answered this one already, but I'm going to ask you again anyway. Uh, What regular TV show was in David's box of porn? Everybody loves Raymond. (laughs) Yes. And that's actually hilarious. Judd Apatow must love Everybody Loves Raymond because it's not the first time he's put it in Everybody Loves Raymond joke in one of his movies. Yes. Do you um, know what that is? It's, uh, life is like a game. Uh, life is like an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, although or like without that pithy dialogue or something like that. Which yeah, is, he's like he's just like he was just like life is an unfunny episode. Of Everybody yeah, Loves Raymond. it's knocked it's just, up. It's Paul Rudd that actually it, says it too. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. <laughs> he, yeah, it's like you don't have all. You don't have all the pithy dialogue, and it's just not fun. Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's actually pretty great, though, that that has come up twice. Um, wow, I didn't even think of that. That's good. Um, and Survivor comes up like two or three times, actually. Oh, does it really? Because um, Catherine Keener's character, Trish, goes, and you know what tonight is? Um, and he's like, oh, yeah. Survivor's on? <laughs> it's like, it's our 20th date. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, are you sure? I think it's <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a pass. Um, <laughs> and then the last one I have is the one that I think you were going to ask, but or you were going to answer earlier. But how much did Andy sell his toys for? Five hundred thousand dollars. Yep. 
That's insane. Yeah. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you think people actually make that kind of money in real life if they have that kind of toy collection? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's a lot of toys, but it's a lot wow. of toys. Impressive. Um, I have two more here, so I'm going to throw these your way. Um, how did Jay's girlfriend find out he was cheating on her? <laughs> he, was, he was fucking some girl the night before and left the condom on. And then he slipped into the shower with his girlfriend the next morning and his condom was still on. Isn't that the most absurd thing you've ever heard in your yeah, life? I never picked up on that until I watched it yesterday. And I was like, Me dude, you're an idiot. That is, that's just... That's a perfect look into Jay's character, yeah. though. It really is. This guy is such a dumbass. So funny. That is absurd. Um, and my final one. Uh, what does Cal do when he's not smoking weed or working at Smart Tech? Um, when he's not smoking weed. Or maybe, okay, he smokes weed like while he does this thing, too. But when he's not working at Smart Tech, like, what is his thing? What does he do? Ooh, I feel like I should know this one, and I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I don't know what is it. Because I am a novelist. <laughs> oh wow! And then it shows, and then it, there's another scene with him writing his book. I was gonna say I, I wanted to say something about like writing, but I had no idea where that would come from. But I, I'm trying to think of the scene where he's writing his book. There's a scene, or maybe this is, maybe this is unfair because I'm pretty sure. So I. I watched the movie on Amazon Prime last night, and I think I clicked, like, the unrated version. Okay. So maybe there was, like, an extra scene or two thrown in there. Maybe. But there's a scene But there's a scene with him sitting at home. It's just Cal on a typewriter, and it's, like, a 45-second like scene at most. And he's on a typewriter, and he's typing, like, but, Dad, I don't know how to love because of you. And he's smoking a J while he's doing it. And then Andy, I think Andy calls him. While he's doing that, no, that is not. That's not in the uh, in the normal standard version or whatever. Oh damn! But that is. Well, but that is that is well done. I'll count but he it. but he does say but he does say in the regular version because I am a novelist. Yes, yes, he does. And I'm not and I'm not a braggadocious dick or something like that. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> nice, well done. That is great. Yes. Uh, all for trivia. You know that's it. Question? That's it. Sweet. Well, let's take a quick break. Before we dive into our final segment. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn, where we're talking about the 40-year-old virgin. We're in our final segment here. A few more questions left. Adam, give me your plot what if for this movie. What if Andy never made the bag of sand comment? Hmm. You know, a couple things. Do, do they, do they yeah. find out that he's a virgin? Um... Does he remain a virgin? You know, like what uh, what unfolds? That's a good question. Because the bag of sand comment is really it makes them go like, "Wait, dude, that makes no sense." <laughs> yeah, You're making that shit. Bag up. of sand. Uh, I I <laughs> I think he ends up saying something else that that pushes them that that direction too. Because even before the bag of sand comment, when he when he's like, you know. We love to sex all the time, yeah. and oh, I love titties. Yeah. Or, or when he goes like, "Oh, me so horny," like when he does that shit. That's like obviously very. He's making it up, and he doesn't really know what to say. And and I think they, if you watch them, they're kind of like, okay, this guy's kind of bizarre, yeah. and like none of this is quite 
spot on. But then when he, and then when he says the bag of sand comment, they like, all right, that's fucking fake. Um, so I think I think it's only a matter of time before they before they find out. Yeah. Um, I, no, I I think you're right because yeah. it was like, yeah, oh, she loved to talk dirty and and get down and with sex with, all the time. <laughs> all the time, she was. A freak, and then you see like Jay kind of like pop up, and he's like, "Okay, okay," but (laughs) (laughs) no, that's great when Andy's like, when Andy's like, you know, uh, she was a a freak, and Jay's like, "Ooh," (laughs) and and the other guys are like, "Not having it." Yeah. Oh God, Jay! Oh my God, (laughs) that guy is like. They're all amazing, but Jay is just, and I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I should be saving this for Mount Rushmore, but fuck it. Those, all, they're all amazing, the four of them, but Jay provides an element that like none of them are even close to providing. Yeah, completely you different know? angle. It's yeah. just like, he's just like the really like hardcore, like aggressive, like tries to be a player. It's just, I don't know. It's <laughs> like zero empathy. It's just, it's just like, he's, he's going for it and it's incredible. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Yo dick is my dick. It's I do love while we're on the topic of Jay, but Kevin Hart. Um, I'm, oh, dude, how did we not talk I, about that? I know. That, okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, ahead. no, no. Is, yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I'm not a Kevin Hart fan. I know you're not really either. But the, I, I love that scene. Um, Kevin Hart's just like you know, and I'm gonna need that extended warranty for the price <laughs> of on the house yeah. that I cannot do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so. I, I also don't really like Kevin Hart either. Either uh, that's by far the best thing I've ever, or my favorite thing I've ever seen of Kevin Hart. Yeah, he is he's money in that moment, and this was before Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart. I know, and that's I, I loved him at the time. He's like, all right, so now you're being condescending, and I was like, yeah, this guy- I'm gonna take that as disrespect. <laughs> yeah. You're saying big words. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, he it's so funny. He's he's um yeah in in the limited role that he has i think it's his like best that i've seen but it's hysterical it's it's it's, again we didn't even mention that just like these side characters who just kind of pop in Mm -hmm. and now they're like super famous he he out of all of them i would say out of everybody he's he's definitely the most famous person probably out of this whole cast to be completely honest like in 2021 yeah Hart is massive i'd say steve carell is the only one that puts up Maybe Steve you know, Carell, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree. It, he's he's un- unbelievable. Pretty incredible. Uh, so we got off topic a little bit there, but we both agreed with your what mm-hmm. if uh, they would still find out. Nice. That Andy's yeah. virgin. Yeah. So mine is, uh, what if Andy just is honest and tells Trish from the get-go that he's a virgin? Like, date one or two, he tells her. Yeah, I I think it would have, like, saved him a ton of stress, to be honest. Like, I... <laughs> Trish, Trish seems like a you know well-intentioned, good like if if after the um the, the scene at the hibachi place oh that's a great uh, which scene I, too. I love it it's his birthday um that guy yeah. that guy's a dick too by the way the father of the family who's clearly racist and he's like oh, can yeah. you sing happy birthday for my daughter here like that guy's a yeah, dick that guy's an ass. Um, Sorry, I'm going all over the place here, but no, you're good. You're it, good you're if good. he would have told her after that, when she said, you know, I like nice guys now, or, um, you know, she was starting to really dig into him, I, I think it would have played out really nicely, and I think, yeah, it would have been like, probably would have had sex like the next date or something like that. But so, I don't know because I don't know. I, a part of me agrees with you 
that if he was just honest from the get go and Trish is obviously like a, a great person, uh, and not judgmental in that kind of way. So I, I want to believe that she would be fine with it and it would have just saved Andy a massive headache, as you said. But at the same time, there's a part of me that thinks like, you know, so Andy's 40. We're assuming Trish is around the same age, maybe a little older. Um, she's a hot grandma. <laughs> if she, she's a hot grandma. If she's like on a first or second date with this guy and he drops this bomb that he's like, I'm a virgin. Is that something she really wants to like get involved with? Because that's kind of, a, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it's like, I don't know. I don't, like eh. if, if uh, I think they're at the age, like they're old enough, they're mature enough. She's right, she knows right. what she wants, um, and I don't think she would be like turned away by you know a petty little. I don't know if it's like a detail, but like, I don't know. I I I think she'd be okay with it, given her maturity, but. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If you say it like really early on, it's kind of could be like, all right, dude, you're you're kind of oversharing at this point. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, but. it's like, uh, hi, I'm Trish. Hi, I'm Andy. I'm a virgin. <laughs> I like that because uh, you do not have chlamydia, <laughs> and I know. And that. I like, <laughs> and, that, and that shit's everywhere. <laughs> and I know that. <laughs> Um, am I doing my uh, Seth Rogen impersonation or my Connor? Bu- my what's his name? Buter Carter Peter Schmidt. Carter was, Carter Peter Schmidt. I was gonna mention that earlier on because in the beginning of this, you're like, yeah, uh, Lois. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, Babs, Babs. I didn't read the baby books. <laughs> what's gonna happen? It's uh, terrible. It's not. Good. But. It's not um, good. But yeah, no. So it's yeah. He's he's got to find the right time, I guess. But but I think it's uh, probably saves him some bit of stress. Sure. Fair. Um, all right. Moving on here. If you could redo the movie in an entirely different genre, what genre would you choose? So I think this one is 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 just laid out for us right here. Uh, and I didn't go too deep into the into the plot, but you can kind of use your imagination here. So horror slash thriller. Uh, and this is super easy because they even talked about how this potentially, you know, audiences could have seen this from the beginning. Uh, Andy is is a 40-year-old man, and he's a virgin, so we think that he's just this, like, you know, insecure guy working at Smart Tech, whatever. But he is a serial murderer. And uh, in the night, he, uh, he – it's pretty – this is pretty graphic and dark, but he's a necrophiliac. He murders his victims and has sex with their corpses. And, um, you know, he – he still like lives by himself is huge into all of his action figures. And he's still this lonely person that you meet in the beginning of the movie, but to take his aggression out, uh, that's what he does. Um, but when the guys at smart tech, smart tech start to warm up to him and he starts becoming a little, little friendly with them. And he even meets Trish, a woman whom he really likes. Uh, Andy begins to question himself and, and who he is and his dark secret. And he starts to re reevaluate his future as a, as a, uh, <laughs> necrophiliac serial killer. I think I chose the wrong career path. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have much to add because I, I had the exact same thing. Um, no. Yeah. Really? It, it was low hanging fruit, but yeah, I mean, I had, he's a serial killer. Um, and I even said that he lures women by acting this like very innocent, you know, insecure, sweet man, um, lures them in. And then as soon as they let their guard down, 
he traps them at home, murders them, and and has is a necrophiliac. <laughs> I mean, wait, you wait, you you had the necrophiliac part. Well, too. I actually said quote and does some nasty shit after he murders them. So wow, that is, you know, we've had we've had similar answers for many categories before. I think this is the first time we've ever had the same exact answer. I think so too. Um, wow, but it was it was kind of laid out on a platter a little bit. It but, was. It was too. It was too. It was. It was too easy to not take. Yeah. You know, it was, it was the low-hanging fruit. It was just, it was just it's, there. Um, it's funny, too, because earlier in the day, I had watched, like, this terrible Lifetime movie called Girl, like, Trapped in the Basement or whatever, something like that. It's based off a true story okay. that happened in Europe. But anyway, um, similar type of concept, and I, that was some of my inspiration for this, I guess. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. Dead on, though. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving on to Mount Rushmore, Adam, and we got a lot of names here. Uh, does the forty-year-old virgin make the Mount Rushmore for anyone involved with the film? Give me, give me one name here. I want to start with Catherine Keener. I, I'm, Do I'm it. all of a sudden like a big Catherine Keener fan. I've only <laughs> two, two butterless popcorn pods in a row. We're talking about Catherine. I Keener. know, I know. I it, and that's all I think I've seen her in because I know she's in like Bing John Malkovich and um, I forget what else, but um, I'm missing a big one. But she's in Capote. Capote, yeah, yeah, yeah. Capote. Yeah. Um, she's in Get Out, which we just talked about. I think that's her. I, she's fantastic in that. But I really like her in this too. She's, I mean, she's this was great. this was Judd Apatow's great. first choice for the female lead, yeah. Um, yeah. and for a reason. But she's perfect balance of funny, relatable, um, but also like kind of like the the sweetheart for for Andy. So, um, she's great, and she plays a grandma. Her interactions with her kids. Are really funny too, uh, you know, specifically Marla. But um, yeah, I, I I love everything about her in this film. Likewise, uh, she's she's really good, and uh, I, she's definitely up there now with Jonah Hill. Is just like names we've brought up on the pod yeah, more than once. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's fantastic. I I, I agreed with you for her. Um, I'm gonna bring up Romany Malco, Jay. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty wild. I. You would think like in, in 2004, this guy is in this movie and he is spectacular in this film. Yet, like I'm looking through his filmography and stuff and the only other thing I'd really seen him in is the is the show Weeds, yep. that HBO show. Yep. Um, and like, that's it. And I'm like, he looks like he'd been in a lot of stuff, but it, most of it may have been like, I don't know, maybe like more low budget stuff or stuff that really didn't become too too big because like i just like didn't see anything of his and it's i couldn't believe it because it's like you know this guy is so good yet we look back on this movie and he's the one out of that core group where you where i feel like a lot of people don't know who that guy is even today right because he just didn't really become nearly as big and as famous as the rest of these guys but i said yeah ultimately i said yes he's absolutely incredible in this yeah movie. definitely yes i think it's interesting because you know the rest of the apatow crew has has stuck together and, and maintained their, their fame. But yeah, he, he must've, um, for, for whatever reason, not stuck around with that gang. So, um, that's interesting, but yeah, he's fantastic. So the next one I'm moving on to is Jane Lynch. Um, I mean, it's, it's a capital Y E S she's so funny in this in such a limited time, but you know, I also have to bring up role models, I think that's where she she's the she's the same character in both movies and she's amazing she's, in both and she movies. has more of a of a presence in role models and I think she's so funny in that um 
never watched it, but I thought I would bring up Glee. You know, she's such a big, you know, person sure. in that. And so, you know, I'll bring that up. She's also in The Fugitive, which... she I saw she had a... Yeah, she is in The Fugitive. And, and she's in it, like, not, like, very little. Probably the same amount as this movie, actually. So she works in the lab that studies the tissue for... Um, Right for uh, what's his face, um, Richard Kimball. For Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, and she's good in that. You know, it's very limited. But she she's is good. good. So, so I put that down. But no, I mean, obviously, she's she's so funny in this, and it's definitely yes. I I totally agree. So, Forty Year Virgin role models. She's also kind of funny in Talladega Nights. Yeah, uh, I'm not obsessed. I'm not obsessed with that movie, but there are some there are some funny moments. Right. She plays Ricky Bobby's mom. You're right. She's kind of funny in that movie. And then uh, I also wrote down. Uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you ever Never watched that show. It, no. She's really good in that show, and she actually has a pretty prominent role in it. Okay, uh, and she's totally different than like her typical, you know, um, what? How would you describe her in in, in Forty Year Virgin or Role Models? Kind of like aggressive, she's like a loose cannon, kind of <laughs> loose can, kind of creepy, uh, just sarcastic. Like I don't know. Yeah, she's, it's dry. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yes. For Jane Lynch. She is the Guatemalan love song <laughs> just gets me every time. And I feel like that's one of the scenes from this movie that we've laughed about more than anything. Yeah. We've, we've repaid. I remember in college, we would like replay that scene over and over yeah. again. So funny. Partido de <laughs> yes. Uh, she is fantastic. Um, I'm going to go with Elizabeth Banks next. So I've said this this already my third time saying it. She's lights out in this movie. Uh, that said, um, I'm saying no for Elizabeth Banks for Forty Year Old Virgin. So um, she I she's also in Role Models, and she has just a way more prominent role in Role Models. She's not as as funny in it, but just because she, you know she's her and Jane Lynch are the female leads in Role Models, and she's one of the main leads in general in that movie. So just the, the prominence is big. Uh, she's pretty big in the Hunger Games and Pitch Perfect series. Yeah. She actually, I didn't even know this. She directed Pitch Perfect 2. Pretty big deal. Okay. Um, and she's pretty funny in those. I know in Pitch, Pitch Perfect, she's like one of the announcers at like the the, the, the singing competitions. Um, so she just has a more prominent role in that. And then also, so it came down to... Uh, Forty Year Old Virgin, and I don't know if you saw this, but also with Seth Rogen, Zach and Mary make a porno. I never saw it. I, I it's, yeah. it's funny. It's not amazing, but like it's funny, and she's the main character in it. Her and Seth are the main people, and she, I think she's I think she's better than he is in that. Uh, so Forty Year Old Virgin just missed. Uh, I I had to say no, but she she's awesome. I think she's super underrated. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think the fact that. You know, she does have such a role in Hunger Games and Pitch Perfect. It kind of like takes mm-hmm. two spots away, unfortunately. Not right. See, like it's it'd be one thing if we're saying like, you know, where does this person's role in this movie rank on your favorites of? Them? Oh yeah, it, it it's probably number one yep. or number two, like you know. But that's you you know with this we just talk about like in terms of their careers. So that's why I went. Yep. That. Nope. I feel that I'm I'm with you. So um, I'm gonna go to one of the closer to the main characters, but I'm going to go with Seth Rogen. Do it. Um, yes. You know, I put no, um, you know, it's just, he, he, there's so many other things that I could put on it. So knocked up, I think his, is, I think his best, um, you know, he's in pineapple express. I know you're not a huge fan of that film, but you know, it's one of them where I think of Seth Rogen, I think of pineapple express, 
super bad. We just talked about him there. Um, you know, he's in Sausage Party. The, the interview was underratedly funny and interesting. There's a ton of things with him. So he just, just by nature of not having a big enough role, I, I didn't put him in here. Sure. So we actually talked about Seth Rogen two episodes ago, this same conversation. Yeah. Um, I said yes. Seth Rogen was 22 years old when he was in this movie. It's crazy because he looks like he's like 40. <laughs> yeah. um, but 22. And I, this character, Cal, is one of his more memorable performances, at least for me. Um, and he's not the main character, but he's not a small character either. I mean, him, Rudd, and Malco all have like a ton of screen time uh, and, and a ton of lines. So I think it is. So I put this super bad knocked up and as i said previously 50 50 i think is a great I, performance I do like that too. movie yeah that, that's a great movie uh but i agree with you knocked up is is his is is his is like his thing mm-hmm. so uh i say yes agree to disagree with seth Rogen. okay fair enough uh so let's uh all right let's do it adam let's have the paul rudd conversation uh i can't believe it's taken us this long we've been doing butterless popcorn for over a year now and we haven't had the Paul Rudd conversation on any episode. Shocking. Um, there are—I don't think there are many people in Hollywood we love more than Paul Rudd. No. <laughs> it's just—I mean, I, I try and I tried to make you know the list here for Mount Rushmore. So, so yes, I have I have Forty Year Old Virgin and Paul Rudd's Mount Rushmore, but it was hard. I mean, there are like there are some really great performances of his, Clueless, Anchorman. He's great knocked up. He's so funny and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, <laughs> Kunu. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kunu. Uh, obviously, you know, we've talked about this many times for so long. I Love You Man is like the funniest movie yep. we've ever seen. I, For me personally, I've never laughed harder in a movie theater before. Um, Ant-Man. Ant-Man's underrated, I think. I Ant-Man's good and he's good in it. Like, it's super hard. Um, so I ultimately went, went with 40-Year-Old Virgin, I Love You Man, Knocked up and Anchorman, and I, I'm not a massive Anchorman fan, but I think his character Brian Fantana in Anchorman is is is. Awesome. You you sent like, me a clip out. like a few days ago, and you're like, "This is." I used, you you were like, "I'm not a huge Anchorman fan, but this is amazing." Paul Rudd as Brian Fantana. Oh, I did send you that. Yeah, yeah like the and like the Sex Panther scene, like that's that's iconic oh stuff God, right it there. Really is. So, so I, I said yes for Paul Rudd, but that this was a really hard one for me. I put no, oh, yeah. I put no for Paul Rudd. Um, so I love you, man. Obviously, that's number one. Knocked up, I have to put in there. Number two, um, and then you mentioned a ton. I mean, Brian Fantana and Anchorman, um, Ant Man, role models. I, you know, I, I don't love he's that great role movie models. as much, but he's so good in it, and you he's know, so good. Um, Wet Hot American Summer. Um, oh, he is good in Wet Out American we, we, Yeah, we, 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 I think we should kind of mention him for that, too. So, I mean, it's just, um, I, 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 it was close, so I just deferred to roles where he had a bigger presence. And so, that, yeah, fair. That's, what's, uh, totally. that's what got him off the list. But, I mean, obviously, you know, if I had, if I had a bigger Mount Rushmore, which I really should for, for Paul Rudd, he, you know, this would be on there. It's so hard. He's just like... I don't know what it. It's hard to describe like why his he's so infectious and like why why I enjoy him so much. I, every role he plays, he you know he's he's sensitive. He's super goofy. Um, 
it's so hard to describe, but he's very relatable and he's super personable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but I chose 40 year virgin just like every moment he's in the moments when he's talking about Amy. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite of his. And like some of my favorite parts of this movie where like you have one end, he's trying to give Andy advice on how to like hook up with chicks. And then at the other end, He's like, you know, Amy and I, we, we made love and it was our, our, our hearts were, were combining into one soul. <laughs> and then you got Jay. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, yeah man. But, no one wants to hear. <laughs> what, what is Andy? Yeah, man. No one wants to hear that shit or something. More um, why that scene is the best. But yeah, I, I said yes for Paul Rudd. So he's the okay. best. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I'm going to go with uh, Steve Carell here. Yep. Um. It's a yes. 40-year-old virgin, um, definitely in there for me. The other things, and I'm, I'm excluding The Office, um, which has been such a big part of his career, but I'm sticking with with, uh, with movies here. But mm-hmm. Foxcatcher, which, um, you know, that, that movie was, to be honest, a disappointment for me. So It was really boring, um, yeah. His performance, though, I thought was fantastic in that. Definitely the most creative, I think, yeah, and the most experimental he's ever gotten in a movie. So I do include him in that. Um, the Big Short as well, which I really enjoy that I movie. I never saw The Big Short. And never saw. That it. was another one where he's like complete, so different. And I'm and a, you, the theme of my Mount Rushmore is really the range um, of right. Steve Carell here, but love that and i do love him in anchorman too he's so stupid um but it's it's fantastic and then uh, you know other honorable mention there can go on and on about honorable mentions here but um grew and despicable me he's just a voice but it's it's so it's so good um (laughs) crazy and crazy stupid love I, I, I love that. Movie. I laugh because I don't need to of, talk about uh, it. I feel like I've been talking about it like every pod recently. Have you seen um, Bad Teacher with uh, Cameron I have Diaz? Seen, I have. I have seen Bad Teacher. That movie's kind of <laughs> yeah, funny. I know. I know. Dude, there's a part where um, Justin Timberlake's character is talking with um, what's her name? I, her name is Amy Squirrel, and I'm, I'm the redhead. I'm, I'm forgetting, but oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake's talking about how that's like his favorite mo- like book is Crazy Stupid Love, and they're like, "What's your favorite part?" And they're like love. <laughs> it's like mine too. It's I, I crack up every time I hear that. But it's pretty good. Um, get smart. You know, I, I gotta call that out. Like oh, I never saw Get Smart. It's it's funny. Um, you know, he's in Date Night. It's a terrible movie with Tina Fey. Dinner for Schmucks. Really bad movie. Uh, Paul Rudd's in that too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's I've never saw that one. Either. He's in Little Miss Sunshine, which I think is a is a really good role that that he's done. So I'm so I, I'm going through like everything that he's done, but yeah, no, so many it. good ones. But it, it is on my list here. It's. I mean, yeah. It's it's gotta be. I mean, so this this is crazy. Two thousand five, Steve Carell's life changes forever, because he's in Forty Year Old Virgin, the star of it, and then The Office starts both in 2005 the office is the biggest thing he ever did and what he's known for Mm -hmm. but i think when it comes to movies it's the 40 year old virgin for him yep and i don't think and i don't think there's there's much room for debate with it quite frankly um so i had yes 
I also left the office out of it because we're sticking to movies. So I had 40 year old virgin, crazy stupid love, Anchorman slash Foxcatcher. I couldn't really decide on one, okay. so I I'll, I'll go with Foxcatcher for the sake because he was nominated for an Oscar with it too. Uh, and then I had Little Miss Sunshine in there. Nice. His performance is awesome as the as Tony Collette's brother with you know who who's coming back from the mental health facility who tried to kill himself. Like really good performance in that movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, really it, good. It, it all started really with with Anchorman 2004. Um, kind of a late bloomer in terms of age. Like you know, he was 43 in 2005. Steve Carell was that's, when that's pretty. You wild. just mentioned yeah, Seth Rogen was 22, but late start and he's been just an absolute beast from then on you know so it really has been unbelievable career yeah uh so does this just leave us with judd apatow i think it does it's so you can kind of separate separate it if you want to with director and writer um but it's it's yes all the way around this is the first big thing that was totally his um as a director I have 40-year-old virgin, knocked up, train wreck, and this is 40. Nice. This is 40. This is 40 was was decent. I remember laughing at, at a few moments at yeah. it. It wasn't amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it's just like Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd together are are just, you know, funny and fun. Um, and then as a writer, I ha- I basically had the same thing except uh, – replacing train wreck which you didn't write for heavyweights because oh, i yeah. fucking love heavyweights there you go. So, but either way 40 year old virgin and knocked up uh those are those are the two the two big ones when it comes to me for for judd apatow but mainly yes because and we're you know elaborate on this next more in the category but just what he started with this movie mm-hmm. you know what the domino effect that the 40 year old virgin led to and ultimately how judd apatow became such an important figure in Hollywood with these types of movies being made. So absolutely. Yes. I don't have much to add. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, you know, this was, this was the start of something special and I think let's not waste any time. Let's just get into what we're, I'm sure going to talk about the same thing right now, but you know, what is the legacy of this movie? And I'm sure it starts and ends in your eyes with Judd Apatow. Uh, yeah, you called it. I mean, literally what I just said, it sparks those like the, uh, you know, those bromance comedies, you know, uh, and, and the, and those raunchy comedies of the two thousands too. And even movies that Judd Apatow had no part in end up happening. Uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like wedding crashers. We love, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what name, keep naming some. I don't know. There, there's step brothers. Yes. Uh, just like all these comedies where it's like kind of bromance stuff and it, they're very relatable and they're super raunchy. They, unfortunately, a lot of them don't age well in 2021, but like, that forty-year-old virgin kind of kickstarted that in a way. Um, so and and how we keep saying there were so many comedians in this movie, so many great cameos of people who were were not huge yet, and they just kind of appeared in this movie. So I had that, and then um, another lasting thing is the title. We keep talking about the title. The title is as good of a title as like I, it, it's amazing. Yeah, the forty-year-old virgin. What a title! I remember thinking, like, when I was younger, I was like, "Can you, can you do that? Can you, can you have a title like that? Is that fair?" Me too. Um, but I mean, this is one thing we're actually now. It has aged well. You can say the title; it's it's fair. You can say that. You but, can. Um, yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, you know, when I think of 
this movie, I kind of think of like a like an Andy Reid coaching tree in a way. You know, it's like yeah, wow, um, what a great comparison. Judd Apatow is Andy Reid, and it's like you know anyone you have to follow the coaching tree. You have to follow the tree to understand where this all began. So it's like, you could take Seth Rogen, you know, you could take Paul Rudd, um, Steve Carell, maybe not so much. He's kind of going his you know own little direction, but like, you know, any of those actors, um, yeah, you could start to trace it back. And ultimately it's always going to lead back to Judd Apatow's 40 year virgin. Um, and so Apatow is the Andy Reid of of comedy. Um, he's the Andy Reid. He's the Greg Popovich. Yeah. He's the he's the Red Auerbach. He's the Phil Jackson. He's he's yes. he's the innovator of the triangle offense yes. or of whatever. It's yeah yeah hundred percent. So right. everything that uh, that we know of when it comes to comedy, like you said, will always come back to him. So um, you know to to start it off with like really a bang here and now you know he's he went from having like we said no pull with production and and the studios to kind of running the show in in hollywood comedy for for quite some time and still is um so you know maybe not as much of like he was in the early 2000s but still a lasting impact so gotta give him that 100 percent, absolutely um I don't know if there's anything else to add. Uh, oh, one thing I did want to add. I feel bad for leaving her out uh, in Mount Rushmore. But uh, Kat Dennings, who plays Marla, she's really good. She's also in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Uh, what's the name of that show that she's the star of? It's like a national network show. Something girls. girls. It's just girls. No, I don't think it's girls. No? It's something. No, no, no. Oh, well, there's a show called no, girls. no, no, no. It's um. What's it called? I'm looking this up because this is going to annoy me. I need to show Kat Dennings some love because I really like her in this movie a lot. Um, oh, two broke girls, two broke girls, two broke girls. Yes. Two broke girls. She's had a pretty successful career too. And she was like 18 at the time of this movie being made. Yeah. So pretty great. So shout out to Kat Dennings too. I'm sorry. I left her out, but regarding legacy. Yeah. I got nothing else to add. Adam, anything? No, let's do another Apatow film soon. Let's do it very soon. And let's please, let's talk about Paul Rudd again. Please, please, please. All right. Uh, Everyone, thanks for listening. Go watch 40-Year-Old Virgin and and laugh your tush off. Uh, Until next time, take care.